Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hola. Right now, hello. What's happening out there? What the people? I listening guess listening people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess this could. It, it lives on the internet. I don't yeah. know how long the internet will be around. That's what I was saying the other day. Yeah. But I mean, you could be listening to this at any point in time. This might be. In, this is like an audio time capsule because this is 2021 right now. It is. Uh, do That's you want to do another guess as to when this some random person is going to hear this for the first time? Um, we're you gonna, did that last week, I think. November 8th, 2022. 22? Yeah, we're getting closer. Right. I want results. I don't want All to right. be patient. Yeah, Jesus. I want results. That's coming up. We are starting a cult. That's Grant up Jake. That is very true. That's who we are. We do this show all the time. This is our... It's our, our livelihood. 12th or 13th episode, something like that. Something, something like that. that. We never know. We never know when we're recording it. Yeah, I mean, I know I know how the, some shows like keep track of their numbers. We do, but not for any reason other than just so we have a visual of how many yeah, we've done. It makes us feel good, like we've done something. And the reason we don't label it is because uh, it really does not matter what order you listen to these in. Um, yeah, we're just going to do it every Friday. We're not a. We're more uh, of an anthological series. There you go. I don't know there if that's a word either. I, I don't to, know. I tend I've, to make up a lot of words on this show. Um, you know, nothing is nothing simple. If you're out there, we're gonna. This is. Uh, we're doing some community outreach, uh, and by that I mean we want to talk to Shaquille O'Neal. So if you guys Someone's know, going to hook us up with one of these people we ask for one of these days. That's what I'm saying. That's All why right. I want to push him. I uh, get let Shaq know that we're talking about him and we want him. Uh, we want him on the show. We want to have some fun with Shaq for some reason. Why do I feel like Shaq is more attainable as a guest than than OJ? He a oh, billion percent <laughs> of the way he is. Um, no, we would love to talk to Shaq. So somebody, somebody out there, uh, help us help us get the hookup with that. That'd be yeah. so much fun. We have immediate stuff to talk about. I'm pretty sure on our Bigfoot episodes we talked about his penis for a while yeah uh, i mean i would i don't know if he'd necessarily give us those answers i know that's a little intimate but he's a cool guy i mean i'm sure he'd say it in any case like you know off, off i think he'd give us a ballpark you yeah know? uh he'd give us a ballpark on what his johnson looks he'd say like something like you know ambiguous like look how big i am yeah and then that would be it need. like that would you know um uh, but yeah, I, I think it'd be fun. We could, uh, I don't know what we'd talk about, but I'm sure he's interested in something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, everybody, let's let's get some Shaq action. Shaq attack on some the show. Some action. Uh, yeah, we're going to, we just start, as a matter of fact, I mean, obviously we want Shaq. That's number one. That's yeah. like the main But goal. we also, you know, we got to talk about uh, fucking Chernobyl again. Oh, I was going to talk about the celebrities. I, I want I want every celebrity in the world to be made aware of our show. All right, yeah, that's fine. But Shaq is the number one. He's the big fish okay, that we want. Right. You know, so it's Shaq, OJ, Ellen DeGeneres, Ellen DeGeneres, <laughs> Bill Shadoblin, uh, um, 
Not uh, Conan. How about that? Conan seems fine. Um, um maybe nice. That'd be cool. No, I don't want that guy anywhere near me. Really? Thank you. Oh, I wouldn't want him near me. No, yeah, he's not coming to this house. No, I'd verbally he could be close, but not physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I don't know. We just want to. We want to see what celebrity out there will actually take the time to <laughs> to like speak to let's us. See the, the the highest ranking celebrity. And the good news is. We don't really care about celebrities, so it's not like we're going to get some starstruck interview. It's quite frankly, <laughs> you can't claim we don't care about them. We're like asking them. Oh, I, I don't mean it like that, but I mean like we're not going to be like so, so, so. What's your favorite color? It's just like we're just gonna have a conversation with these. We we'll just get Sir Paul McCartney or some shit. That'd be cool. I would. I'd ask him why he went like, vegan because like I don't want to know what I mean. Being the Beatles, <laughs> was were any of the Beatles like? douchebags because i feel like they might have been it's like oh, all of them all of us me too how many times have you done coke off a stripper's ass <laughs> uh a couple i can times. count it on all of our hands but yeah so uh i don't know why we're i don't even know why i'm bringing all this up i just think it'd be fun i mean it's good to get it all out there if the, we I, the my thought go. is if we put this out there enough it will work no at, at some point. point yeah it could be our thing there will be a day where we get some like and by the by the term celebrity, I mean pretty much it could be a local celebrity for all I care. Like we wanna... have the Winter Olympics third place medalist in this sport you never heard of. Like that would right? be like, that would work. I'd be like I just I just I have a lot of questions that cover a lot of different areas of life and I feel like we have to start somewhere by talking to people yeah. that do it openly and for the public. So I think the first question we should ask all of them if they ever contact us is who's the most famous person you know can you put me in contact with it <laughs> can I, uh, I see your phone the first question Unlock it, please. will always be and forever be at least for me will be what are your thoughts on bigfoot that will always be the number one question i feel like that uh, it's a simple weeding out process and uh it really really makes life a little bit better depending on their answer to that we could either phrase it uh 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 who is the most famous person you know? Or if it's negative, if it's something we don't like, we could just be like, you know what? Could you put us in contact with someone who's famous? Yeah. You know, it's the little things that'll get under their skin. Yeah, I feel like we're the right people to talk to celebrities because we're nobodies. It's see, I know I never trust <laughs> interviews when they get interviewed by celebrities. Like even back in the day, like when Barbara Walters would interview people. Yeah. It's like she's just as big of a celebrity as the celebrity. So why who trusts this interview? You all, you can trust us because we're nobody. We don't we shop at Home Depot for Christ's sake, okay? You understand? We, I don't matter. I and eat neither McDonald's does Grant. Like at least five times a month. We're probably at gonna least. have it today. So, I mean, like, we're very, we're your average Joe citizens, and that's perfect for these people, because when's the last time Shaq just got to powwow with a guy who just plays Xbox? Probably not. You know what, I have no idea. But with all that being said. Yeah, that was our case. Uh, Celebrities, start a cold at gmail.com. Yeah, check us out. Yeah, why not? We're fun people. You know, whoever you are. We'll always reply. I'll tell you that. We'll always reply. I'm not going to not reply. Um, but we are wrapping up the little mini Chernobyl, Chernobylus series. Chernobylus. Um, last week we kind of went over the, uh, the nitty gritty, the actual details. Um, and kudos to you guys for sticking to it because I do realize that, uh, especially for, uh, our show and like our audience, that is not typically something we do. <laughs> Try uh, to explain nuclear reactors and how they work. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we really do not do that often. So definitely appreciate you guys checking that one out. Um, today we're going back to formula. Okay, we're we're gonna have. I'm gonna. It's a powwow of episodes. We just have small little tidbits about stuff. Yeah, strange revolving, facts, weird potential, Chernobyl. maybe some theories. Uh, we have a nice like. Birdman slash Mothman tale. Oh, it's just, it's so good. We got, yeah, so we're, we're back to standard, we are starting a cult formula, yeah. so 
Do not that being correct. said, you want to go first? You want to do rapid fire back forth? What do you want to do here? Uh, I say we go together because the first thing I want to talking do, I, over each other at the same time. I want to tell the story together. No, <laughs> I. You say a word, I say a word. I think the best place to start would be with the Mothman, Birdman. Sightings. Oh, you got to because that it, it it it's previous to and after the incident so it's it's perfect for everything we're trying to encompass in one goal so you just saying and after makes me question my own notes it's good it's good that we come together and do these things no exactly yeah all right so yeah there was there was a thing called the black bird of chernobyl oh yeah many residents in the area surrounding chernobyl's uh nuclear power plant claim to have seen a large winged black figure with red eyes in the days and weeks leading up to the disaster isn't that crazy kind of sounds like the fucking mothman yeah, yeah, kind of really sounds exactly does. like it, and just like the Mothman, uh, sightings were reported all the way up into the major disaster in the area, which you know was uh, Chernobyl. Yeah, and the the thing that caught my attention about the Blackbird of Chernobyl was that it it it's, it has some slight differences to the Mothman because certain sighting reports of these, uh, one of them. The weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. They described it as a headless man with a 20-foot wingspan. And that, first (laughs) off, I was very confused. It's like combining things. I don't know, like a Sleepy Hollow sort of aspect here. But yeah, so people claim, no joke, they claimed that they saw a headless flying bird man person... And that was just, they were just like, yeah, I just saw it. It was <laughs> You're weird. like, you know what? That's crazy. And another thing that is slightly off of Mothman, I mean, this may have happened, but it's not something I'm particularly familiar, particularly familiar with yeah. dealing with Mothman. A lot of the people that had these sightings previous to the incident, I guess we'll call it. A disaster. Uh, they were left with horrible nightmares and just ungodly amounts of stress for no reason. Well, I would be a little stressed if I saw a headless man with a 20-foot wingspan soaring through the sky. Are you shitting me? Right. And uh, on a couple instances, there were people uh, that got extremely threatening phone calls after <laughs> they had witnessed well, this Sort of like thing. Uh, like a Men in Black sort of thing suspected here? Or I, what, what is I don't... It? I mean... That's kind of where I. What was it like? Like to? I'm looking at you right now, like that kind of thing. What What is it? It's uh, like I see you through your window. Nice hat. I know? tried to sift through the internet. Now I found one. Uh, it was deep, deep on Reddit, like very deep. Like I had to scour Reddit. Seventy six pages in on Reddit. So it was not particularly easy to find, and I can no way confirm that this is true. But uh, somebody said that. Uh, their mother was one of the people that was called. Yeah. And that the it, it wasn't extremely threatening. It was more just very specific questions and what did you see? Where were you? What happened? See, that sounds like the men in black to me. Yeah, a little bit. Like So the, they say threatening, if we're going to take this guy's word for it, uh, which for the purposes of our conversation, I'm going to. I'm going to take I mean, this why not? as fact. Yeah. You kind of have to. Um, yeah, it's very inquisitive questions. Uh, things like, you know, what did you see uh, kind of in a roundabout way? Did you have any side effects? Like, what happened to you? Did you have any nightmares? Did you have any fever dreams, any sweats, late-night meat sweats? Late-night meat sweats. That's, but, that should be the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? But, yeah, so that to me, that's a little bit different than the Mothman. Now, I know... It is weird because more people, I would say, are familiar with the Mothman, but the way they make this Chernobyl Blackbird sound is that there were hundreds of people that had seen it. Yeah, dude, just like in Point Pleasant. Like, it, I know it's been said that uh, that the Mothman specifically could be like a harbinger of doom. Like, that's why he or it disappeared like right after uh, the collapse of that bridge in Point Pleasant. That's why it disappeared after Chernobyl happened. Did it disappear? Were there sightings afterward? That's what I was wondering earlier. I, I've come across a couple things, and they're very, very short, very short snippets of things. Okay. Um, and mostly they say that, now this could all be 
a lie just to be safe. <laughs> Cover you our just, bases that should here. just be what you come in thinking to this podcast. It's like now all of this could be just wrong. Yeah, think of but, the, think of all the time. <laughs> think about <safe>. this. <laughs> uh, there were people that said they had spotted it flying above uh, Reactor Four, kind of in that area. It sounds good during and immediately after like the cleanup part of the event. Holy shit. Um, and then again in the 90s when they reopened the sarcophagus of Reactor 4 and to put the new one on, oh. there were supposedly more sightings of the Chernobyl Blackbird. Now... That's pretty creepy, man. I mean, it, oh, dude, what does that say about the, the Mothman of the U.S. that he's just like, he's been sighted in Chicago? Are we going to be, uh, is there something going to happen? I was what's, wondering What's going to happen that. here? Now, what I think is weird is there seems to be, we'll put a cap on about a year. There's typically, you get about a year's worth of sightings, give or take, maybe six to eight months. Yeah. And then this event happens. It happened in West Virginia. It happened in Chernobyl. Or, well, I guess Pripyat, but, you know, for Pripyat. purposes of the story, it's Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Ros the story of Roswell. It took place in like a nowhere yeah town. a subsidiary yeah town. and like <laughs> roswell just had a police station right it's kind of like how like al capone had that house in like cal city illinois but it's close to chicago so it's like yeah you lived, like, in, chicago. You lived in chicago that's like uh, everyone from where we live like, yeah, like, yeah we from live chicago. chicago it's, it's like, like i'm from a suburb in indiana yeah you don't live in chicago but you know anyway it's like all those things but so i feel as if either Maybe this, the Chicago Mothman is per, uh, breaking the bonds of uh, the situation. Maybe he's adding some excitement to our lives. Or or it's leading to the worst catastrophe that he's ever been a part of. Since the Chicago fire. And I don't I'm know. I'm talking about it's going to decimate the land. It could maybe. be that. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, maybe it's because uh, he hasn't been like sighted very frequently. And I feel like in the places where it's, like, all led up to a disaster, it's been, like, super frequent, like, hundreds of people. The stories we're hearing out of Chicago are, like, oh, three or four people saw it one night, and then nine months later, someone else saw it. Yeah. It's, like, you know, it's not so frequent in, like, in mass numbers. Yeah, they're definitely not. So maybe he's ramping. They're not as potent, I guess, as uh, other areas where it's, like, it's a week, and at least 15 people have seen him. It's very back and forth. But... (laughs) But I mean, you also have to take into account, and I, I I don't necessarily know if this is a fair assessment, but I'm gonna say it for the purposes of this show. I am in no way a city slicker, if that makes sense. You don't think? Um, I'm I'm a lot more familiar with the city than I am with the country. Um, just because of, like of where we live geographically and kind of how life. Has yeah, and where we went to school us. and all that, yeah. But I I do know that when I go from one extreme to the other, either going from, let's say, a vacation out in the sticks somewhere to a weekend downtown, there are a lot of adjustments that you kind of have to make. Yeah. Because life is very, very different in these areas. And I guess the question I'm raising here is are these people that are seeing Mothman in downtown Chicago, are these people born and raised in downtown Chicago? Because I think that that would raise oh, that is, a yeah. big question. That is a good point. I feel like it's a lot of it's a lot of it's around O'Hare, which yeah. is alarming. But That's uh, scary. a lot of it's like people that work at O'Hare, so they're it's not even necessarily in Chicago. It's just in the Chicago area, right? So. I don't know, man. Because I guess my question is this. I mean, I, I mean, maybe this is sad on my part, but I did not realize that massive birds are a very common thing in a lot of parts of the country. Yeah, dude. Maybe They're... not necessarily uh, 25-foot wingspan birds. Yeah, not like thunderbirds or whatever. But very large. I, the first time I ever saw one, I was probably maybe 10 years old, and it was this giant turkey buzzard. And this thing was enormous. Like, it was freaking me out. Yeah, it was, was like, eye level with you? Enormous. Like, this thing could probably pick up a smart car with no issue. (laughs) Well, a lot of things could pick up smart cars. So, I I guess 
the question I have is that if these people are more accustomed to city life, is there a chance that maybe there are just big birds from surrounding areas and that's what they're seeing and they're more familiar with Mothman than they are with, I don't know, let's say avian variety, I guess. Um, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's a dumb point. I don't know. I just think Who it's, knows, it's a good question. All I know is that there were similar sightings in Point Pleasant and in Chernobyl. Okay. Yeah, which is definitely... So that's the crux of this, and that's fucking spooky. It's definitely strange, because... It, I mean, it's kind of hard to... It, it's impossible to refute eyewitness testimony, okay? I know it might not necessarily hold up in court. It's you just don't as have impossible as it. confirming it, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to believe it, but the truth is, if somebody makes these statements, you have to, you have to take their word for it a little bit. Because... You can't just denounce anything that you don't believe in. So, Chernobyl and Point Pleasant, they both have very similar sightings. And then, catastrophe strikes the town. And um, then, no sightings. Arguably, Chernobyl was a lot larger of a catastrophe uh, on, on a scale. But, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that's how it's a history. Well, I mean, when it came to, wow. like, immediate death count. Technically, the bridge yeah. is, you know, there is a little worse. Six but, in one, uh, half dozen in the other. So. Yeah, there you go. I mean, the, the Mothman doesn't think longevity. No, he does it's not. It's been around for trillions of years. But, yeah, so I think that it, it's really interesting that I, I don't hear much about this. I, to be honest with you, didn't know it existed until we were Me either. I didn't know it was like, oh, my God, a possible Mothman in Russia. Yeah, that's like, right. Like, what the fuck? And I'm surprised that this isn't brought up a little bit more, especially by people interested in the Mothman. Because I know there's people out there. For as many Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster hunters there are. There have to be some Mothmanites. Oh, there are plenty of true Mothman hunters. Yeah. And... I don't know. I feel like it's interesting that this story doesn't get brought up. But it's getting a little off topic here. But I do. Uh, I found this uh, page on. Well, it, there's one on Reddit. There's. I'm assuming there's going to be one on Facebook and Twitter. And it's for uh, like Bigfoot believers. Okay. Yeah. So I was just kind of looking through it, just kind of scrolling. Just perusing. And there really are like a lot of pretty credible stories that have pictures or video and like actual documentation by what you would imagine are upstanding people yeah not like that story we told where the guy like hands bigfoot doritos and he just eats them and leaves <laughs> do you oh, remember yeah. that story yeah I do remember <laughs> it's like that. i saw bigfoot and i gave him doritos but like there's a lot of these stories that i would say are very credible and they just don't they don't get the attention because I think it's hard to crack into that world. The same way yeah, it is with extraterrestrials. It, there's so many unknowns that it's hard to break into yeah, that. And it's been stigmatized to be like the the products of like crackpots. Yeah. You know, and that sucks. And so my, we like that. So my thing is there's got to be other relatives to the Mothman if it's not him specifically yeah. or her, I guess. Oh, I don't yeah. know if it's a female. The but, Moth being but like there has to definitely be some type of correlation because of th this is two now we're getting past the point of coincidence okay like we're one more and this is a full-blown conspiracy two's a pattern three that's a fucking fact yeah <laughs> i don't know but no it, it is fucking weird it is very uh interesting no it is Th that that's definitely one of one of my favorite Chernobyl stories. It's not the creepiest, but there, it's it's definitely fun yeah, dude, and the, enticing. I hear the door. The door. Opening. It's Mitchell. It's Mitch. Dude, the past like three episodes, Mothman has been brought up. Mothman is so prevalent lately. I, you know what? I, I, I want to so say weird. this on the air. Mothman is one episode that I would love to do a revisit on because it there's so much shit that comes out. I, I feel the same way, kind of about. Bigfoot too, because it's like as those are early years too. Like we need, yeah. to, we need to do like a hard reset on that. As time goes <laughs> on, there's more and more that comes out. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we talked about Shaq's dick for a good portion of it. So mm -hmm. we had know, fun back. then. We might need to revisit. 
but yeah, I uh, I do think that I have. Uh, I'm not gonna say it on the air, but I have two. What I deem to believe uh, be really badass episodes that I'm gonna talk to Jake about, and we're gonna we'll put them on the docket soon or maybe later. Who knows? We'll figure Who it out. Who knows? It'll happen. It'll happen. But yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll have to revisit Mothman, especially after this, because it kind of rekindled my love for the Mothman. Yeah. This whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. All right, no, so I we agree. can move on. Yeah, you want to get back into, like, Chernobyl-specific things? Yes, absolutely. Right. We can do that. I don't think we talked about the elephant's foot. No, we uh, did not. Last time. So what's the elephant's foot? It's a hilarious name, right? Uh, it's a large mass of black corium that melted through the base of Chernobyl's reactor number four. Number right. four? Yeah. It was just, number four? Oh number God. four? I can't tell <laughs> if it's a reference... To a song or to Kids Next Door? Codenames Kids Next Door. It was definitely Do you remember the that? song. I don't remember. you remember that show? Damn. I remember that show, but I don't remember that specifically. But I, that was, Yeah, that was in reference to the Beatles. Very nice. Their darker days. <laughs> but no, okay, so it was, it was Black Corium that was, uh, it was melted through the base of uh, Chernobyl's reactor number four. It was like lava, all right? It was composed of mostly silicon dioxide with traces of uranium, titanium, zirconium, magnesium, zircon, and graphite. A lot of stuff in there. And adamantium. Adamantium. Wolverine was in there. <laughs> he, was, he was always there. But uh, it, it was all evenly like homogenized and uh, evenly radioactive throughout. So it was just a big mass of bad, bad shit. It was like a perfectly baked radioactive cake. Pretty much, yeah. And just perfect, everything it's just perfectly formed. Just, mm, that's a good pizza pie. good radioactive travesty. That's a good radioactive foot of elephant. <laughs> the elephant's foot was formed uh, after melting through six and a half feet of fissures and pipes in like just solid concrete. I love the word fissures. fissures. I don't know why. Because it doesn't it sounds seem medical. like a word. It sounds... It, yeah, it sounds like you're trying to say something else. You're like, are you trying to say fusion? They're like, no, fission. It's like, it's like what? I don't understand like, what you're no, saying. No, you're putting the eye in the wrong spot, dummy. <laughs> it's like, no, you're the... Who's dumb whenever anyone says fissions? It's everybody. You're just being a stupid poo-poo head. Yeah, so it melted through some fissures. Fissures. <laughs> uh, many people were worried upon the discovery of this thing because they, they discovered the elephant's foot like, Months after it happened, like the initial disaster, a lot of people were worried that uh, it was possibly still melting through to the bedrock underneath the plant, mixing with groundwater and rendering the uh, the area's water supply pretty bad, like well, le- like be- poison, like yeah. Lethal. I mean, I could definitely believe that. It's a very reasonable concern, but luckily, it didn't. Uh, that didn't happen. It just kind of stopped in the basement. Well, that's good. There's, uh, it is funny because the more you learn about Chernobyl, the more the more things just kind of worked out. And if they didn't work out, we don't really have backup plans for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, if that thing got into the water, you want to know how fucking like toxic this thing is? Uh, uh, yeah, it's said I would to be like to one know. of like the most radioactive and dangerous things to come from the disaster. It was so. All right, this is going to be a list of times that you are just around within three feet of it. With no protection. All right? Okay. All if right. you're within three feet of it for 30 seconds exposed. You'll die. Uh, well, yeah. All right. We're getting there. But <laughs> I <laughs> so just love this. Like, dizziness done. and fatigue will set in weeks later. Ooh. Okay. At 30 seconds exposed to this thing. Uh, two minutes exposed, your cells will begin to hemorrhage. Oh. Yeah. All right. So four minutes exposed, immediate vomiting and diarrhea. Immediate. Immediate expelling of everything and, now, which, and a high fever which order does that come in because that's a really important order i always pictured it all happening at the same time you get I, feverish and you shoot i will say from this, all holes I, I, there's no right or wrong answer it's all up to a personal preference i i want to go i want to go diarrhea first I, that that's just me because i want to get that out of the way so you want to sit down diarrhea really quick get up turn around puke well, that turn around, no, I'm going to have to puke somewhere else. It's because right. 
I don't know. I, I've had I, I've had cases where I've had extremely bad diarrhea. This is very TMI, so you're going to get some information hey on me here. Who out there hasn't had diarrhea? Where uh, I don't know about you guys, but it smells so bad, and it's coming out of my own body, and for some reason that makes it worse, and it makes me want to throw up. So I fear that if I th- if I vomit and get rid of the vomit and then have diarrhea, I'm gonna want to vomit again. Damn, dude, you shit so gross, you want to puke. Yeah, I've done that before. That's crazy. Yeah, it's never actually happened, but there's it's like oh, where it's real man. close. It's like, I gotta get out of here. All right, so we oh, so I we went Fabrice. We went for four minutes. Uh, the last thing I said, that's when you get immediate vomiting, diarrhea, and high fever. But uh, 200 seconds, which I realize is a little bit less than that. That's uh, five minutes. 200 seconds exposed. No, it's not. 200 seconds? 200 seconds. Yeah. There's... 60 seconds is in a minute. So That's like three and some change. Oh, wait, yeah, no, I'm th- I'm, I had the what wrong... What the hell are you doing? I had the wrong math on that one. Yeah, I went too hard. Yeah, Sorry, guys. Fucking Jesus. But no, 200 seconds exposed, you have mere days to live. Basically, you're going to die. Like you said. I mean, yeah, you're... You're going to die. You're not good, I'll tell you that. You're not good. But uh, although this is... It's still true today. It's like still the most dangerous shit to come of it. Uh, it becomes less and less lethal every day. Right when it uh, yeah, when but it, by how much? When you not say enough that... to where you can like sleep with it and like like spoon it. You know, you shouldn't do that. They're like, if you're exposed to it for thirty seconds, you're gonna die. Uh, if you're exposed <laughs> to it for twenty nine point nine 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 or repeating, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, you're gonna be just fine. But you gotta get out of there that right in that nick of time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it like. When it first appeared, when they first discovered it, it looked like black and smooth and like shiny and shit. It kind of looked like uh, like black glass cool. sort of thing. Cool. And now it has the consistency of sand. Why don't we just pick it up and put it over here? Let's just <laughs> dump it in the lake. I, if there's anything we should shoot into space, it should be that. <laughs> Why not? I mean, what if something goes wrong, though? <laughs> What it could just, possibly it go like wrong? Blows up in like the atmosphere and just showers over. What could po- I, everything? No, no everything, see, Grant. But we wouldn't be exposed. To it. We wouldn't be that close to it. You know, even if it blows. It doesn't up, matter. The rain is going to be lethal. <laughs> Jake, it's fine. Oh yeah, I forgot. Regular, it's just fine. Regular rain can be lethal too if you don't know how to swim. No, it is true. So you know what? Everything's dangerous. I, I say we just blow it up. Let's just get rid of it, like a whale stuck on the beach. Let's just stick some dynamite Dude, in it. That footage is nuts. Blow it up. <laughs> Let's just get rid of what, it. What was that in the sixties? They like just blew up a whale. Yeah, they're just like ah, we can't. Move we can't this. move it. This is the the logical next step. I'd, wouldn't uh, it be easier just to get a chainsaw and like cut parts of it off? No, too too easy. <laughs> no, we need to make no. this violently disturbing yeah. for everyone We're not involved. butchers, okay? We're... Uh, pyros. Pyro- <laughs> <laughs> we're pyros, dude. We just want to burn yeah. this fucking thing. Yeah, we're the boom people. Can we just, like... Oh, I did read a thing. This is super off-topic. Um, the state of Maine is currently in talks to legalize Viking funerals. Damn. Uh, I... <laughs> I might be moving to Maine. Though. Yeah, they're they're in talks. Nothing is set in stone yet, but they're they're thinking of making it not a violation if you wanted to. Now, That's cool. Now, I mean, from, it, if it's in your will, it's like your wishes. Like, why would you know? now? From what I read, there's very specific things you have to follow, like as far as what you put them on, how you burn it, and where you put them. But. It, it's looking like it might not be entirely illegal forever. Well, that's just fantastic. Yeah. The very side note, but news. we said the word pyro, and I went to that. Oh, no, so that makes sense. I just wanted to share the good news with the followers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If we have any listeners in Maine, definitely keep us updated, because I want to know Please. about this Viking funeral thing. Yeah. Tell but, us if you want one. Yeah. No, that'd be cool. We'll that'd come cool. do it. I'm an ordained minister, so I can do that. And I can shoot. A flaming arrow, I think. I'll try it for you. Hey, we can try. We make it work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do weddings and funerals, so <laughs> those are my specialty. If you need me to do any weird funeral slash weddings, we're good. I'm yeah. ready. I'm. I got all my paperwork in order. So there you go. He has cards. It's great. 
But uh, you you want to talk about this uh, this fucking hotel? There's a hotel in Chernobyl you could stay at. Did you yes, know that? Yes, indeed, there is. Yeah, there's a there's a fucking single hotel in the exclusion zone of the Chernobyl site. Uh, it's the only place the tourists are permitted to stay when visiting. The you only can only come here. <laughs> you can only come in here. Now, right? I mean, okay, if you're into science, let's say, maybe you're into studying the effects of radioactivity or things of that nature. Picture this: you're a fucking dork. Yeah, right? yeah, in, in yeah. a roundabout way. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just no. that's what it is. I mean, we have this show. What are you? What are you talking about? Um, besides them and just really strange people. Who the hell wants to just go hang out in Chernobyl? <laughs> I would love. Hey, man. A lot of people. <laughs> I would absolutely <laughs> like love to go to Russia. I would love to see Lake Baikal. I would love to go to... What Play is with the Nerpa. In, uh, in Moscow, where they have like those weird-shaped like churches. They're super colorful. Yeah. Uh, like St. Petersburg. Play, like I'd love to go there. That'd be cool. But... I don't want to go to You don't want to go where it's dangerous and people died? And no. Stuff? No? I don't. Weird. I, no. That's like, you so want to go weird. to Australia? This hotel's in the Great Barrier Reef and just keep these salamis in your pockets and everything's fine. <laughs> you want to stay at this hotel? It's been on fire for 30 years. Yeah, it's <laughs> like fine. One of those. But, uh, dude, it's it has all the amenities. Uh, apparently, uh, each guest is provided an iron starched linen stamped with the Chernobyl Special Industrial Complex. So okay. that's fun. Uh, it is also required that each guest removes their shoes before entering the As hotel. is custom in Japan. Yeah. Wait <laughs> up, that's what we're talking about. They know a thing or two about radiation because they've seen a thing or two that's about their, radiation. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that commercial. There you go. But, uh, yeah. So uh, that's still, like, not, uh, you know, further contaminate by tracking in dirt. That's radio. Oh, yeah, because that's because, where you the know, problem starts. We're in Chernobyl. God forbid. What would they do with me? Taking You're like, off we them. need a whole new set of tires for you. Um, Get in the snowmobile. You'd this be deloused. You you'd, be, <laughs> you'd be fucking taken care of, kid. Uh, yeah, see, that's why I don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the employees of the hotel have a strict schedule of 15 days on, 15 days off to limit radiation exposure, apparently. And yeah, that's my dream job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love to fucking work there. I work half the year. But, uh, and here's the kicker. They have Wi-Fi. Okay. So isn't that good. So Wi-Fi still works in radiation. That's good I to know. I guess, yeah. So that we do know that if, if there's anything, ever... If anything, it might make it stronger, I'd say. If there's ever a time where we need to worry about nuclear fallout, the internet should be able to operate all systems normal. Now, as far as the actual way you log on to that internet, I'm not sure that would survive. Yeah, who knows? But I mean, the keyboard might be a little melted. The Wi-Fi itself will work, so cat pictures will never disappear, even in the afterlife. Isn't that just nice to think about? But yeah, lots of fucking people are going to Chernobyl, about 10,000 people every year. That's, yeah, Isn't that's that a, nuts? That's a pretty hefty number. I mean, I mean you got to get like permission from the government. And like to partake in the tours, but and there's like strict rules that you have to follow to a T, or else you're gonna be irradiated. You're gonna be getting sick. See, that's not fun. Yeah, well, <laughs> some people like danger, Grant. Yeah, that's like adrenaline junkie to like the next level. <laughs> like I can't see it, and the effects will be very long term. I'm just gonna the, the start tasting copper, and I'm gonna die in a yeah. month. Uh, apparently, upon leaving the site, tourists are put through uh, radiation screenings, and if their levels are too high, uh, an individual's personal belongings and clothes are either thoroughly washed or uh, confiscated and uh, left behind. Ooh, okay. So people might uh, leave their nude, who knows. Uh, also, a tour guy, uh, despite all this and all the danger and shit, uh, people seem to be rather mystified by it, which is what we were just talking about, who, why... But uh, a tour guide apparently has confirmed that two people got engaged during one of his uh, tours. Okay. Isn't I mean, that fun? I mean, That's edgelord to the max. That's like almost respectable. That is. See, I'll tell you this. When I, when I talk about people being strange or weird, I'm in no way saying that's bad because 
Those people are a lot cooler than other people that aren't weird. You it's know? all kinds, you know. But it's just, it's just that's it's not it for me. I just that does not do it for me. No, I wouldn't. Say, I dude. want to <laughs> vacation is supposed to be stress free and enjoyable. Yeah, not constantly on the edge of my seat. Like, am I too close? Am I gonna <laughs> die? Am I gonna die in like three weeks? But oh, right here, here, let's do this. Uh, some things. This is a good characterization of the type of people that uh, go on these tours. All right, some things that are specifically mentioned not to do. Okay, licking trees—that's first on the list. Well, you know that they specifically before, tell you do not lick the trees. Before you continue on with this list, I think it's safe to mention that in order for these to make it onto the list, somebody had to do. They this. have to do it. Yes, yeah. they, they had to. Had, they had to witness somebody doing something, and they're like, you know what? We should make a rule against yeah. that because no one should do that They specifically mention it because dumb fucks have actually done it in the past. <laughs> right, it's <laughs> licking trees, eating berries, okay, and simply rolling in the dirt. Yeah, rolling in the dirt like a pig, like just like literally, not even in the mean way, just literally like a pig. Just like, be, like oh, I'm in Chernobyl. Oh, Uh-oh. This you know, like it's so stupid. Did they tour guides actually warn against the actions of one specific person on the internet? Who like has the uh, has the username BioNerd23? Yeah, you she, know he's been there. She oh, frequently she, posts videos of herself eating apples grown in Chernobyl. Why? I don't know, but every Why? tour guide specifically says, "Don't be like BioNerd23." BioNerd23. Don't do that, guys. This is this is huge for us. I want you. We were talking about Shaq. This is arguably more important. You need to reach out to BioNerd23, and we need to find her, and we I want to talk to her. I want to know how these apples taste. I want to know why she's eating these apples. I want to know if I get some of these apples. I want to know <laughs> what's happening. I want to know it all. Dude, speaking of these fucking apples, I uh, I sent you a uh, little news story, a little article recently. Yeah, that was great. Dude. And it's funny because you sent me that, and then this morning while I was scrolling through my phone, I was on a – it wasn't like the New York Times. I was just like looking through shit. Yeah. And an article came up about it, and I was like, how funny. I never would have paid right? attention to this. Dude, all right. So apparently some U.K. scientists – um, they were they were growing apple trees in Chernobyl, and their whole goal was to make like non toxic things grown in that soil. And what do you know? They fucking did it. They did it, and they made fifteen hundred bottles of uh, of uh, vodka with these apples. Oh, okay, well, I mean, it's and not particularly my thing, but you don't like apple vodka that's radiated. I don't like vodka in general. Vodka makes me sad. Well, you're in Russia now, so you kind of have to. Vodka is sad alcohol. I've never really, <laughs> I've never right, seen but... anyone have a great time wasted on vodka. They either get really emotional or really angry. But so way, they're all very warm in the face. Vodka is just that's a no go for me. Yeah, but so uh, Ukrainian government officials actually seized all the bottles of liquor. Because they're just like, uh, they apparently claim that there was something wrong with like the packaging, like it went against code or something. But well, I think somebody has an there issue may be some sort of other issue that uh, might be the reason why they took it. But now the UK scientists are fighting to try to get it back. Because they, ju- they just took it. They're just like, no, you can't send this anywhere. And I mean, they didn't give it back, and that's kind of rude. I guess over here for us, it's kind of like the FDA. It's like, even if you're doing everything right... If they don't have their stamp on it, it ain't going nowhere. No, that's so, true. That's why the hot sauce dream of ours was uh, thwarted pretty quickly. Yeah, it was. It, it would have been fun, but that's so much that's work. It's just another thing. Let's just keep doing this. Like, we're a podcast. We already, I already spend enough of my time reading things that have no value outside of this show. <laughs> and I'm going to be over here perfecting recipes? Yeah, uh-uh. No. <laughs> I, uh, I did notice, like, this show has made conversation a lot harder because <laughs> what do you mean? Because like I'll be I'll be talking to somebody or somebody I I don't know particularly or someone I just met and I'll be we'll be talking just chatting and like there's just things that I want to bring up like that reminds me of this but then I'm like this person probably doesn't care about Mothman what I'm yeah. not gonna sit here and explain it to him so why and then I get like I'm like oh what do I oh, talk yeah, about I just... now where do I go from here? I've found myself in the midst of talking about things that I realize uh, 
people just are not down to talk about. Yeah, I think I've told the story of when I just like talked about Michael Jackson raping kids for like twenty minutes at a wedding. Yeah, they're just like I love Michael Jackson. <laughs> there was stop? a moment when I like had the the control of the table. Like everyone was looking at me, just talking about Michael. Jackson. I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. This is not the place. But I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that before. Who cares? Congrats! Michael Jackson likes children's buttholes. Congratulations. <laughs> you heard it here at the wedding. Congratulations again. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's a little tourism in the hotel, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. What else we got? You want, you want to get into some spooky shit? We got a fucking ghost story. That we do, yeah. I have... But, I have they're not ghost stories that I have, but they're... They're just sad, scary. Yeah. So, so uh, well, before we get into those, though, there are uh, some animal deformities. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we got to right. talk about these. We got to talk about those. Uh, through the, like, though the animal population uh, in Chernobyl now is pretty much, like, okay. Like, they're actually, like, uh, a lot of wildlife is coming back now that a lot of people aren't there. Yeah. Well, is it the brown bear or the black bear? There's bears. One bears, of the bears, there's moose, there's wolves, there's like deer and shit. They're all coming. They're one of the out. bears, brown or black, was completely out of the area, and since the disaster, they have come back. Yeah. So that's that's progress. Nature is returning. They're eating but, radiated soil, but that's that's progress. That's true, but you know we'll figure that out when it, when we have to come to it. But uh, so yeah, it's everything's pretty much pretty cool there for them right now. There's no like immediate effects uh, from living there. But immediately after the initial, you know, disaster, there was some pretty horrifying mutations. Uh, one specific photograph that I will put up on the Instagram, uh, it's a piglet that was born with Dipigus. It's D-I-P-Y-G-U-S. Dipigus. 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 Uh, which is a mutation where the body uh, acts as forks left and right, parting ways uh, halfway through the torso, and the pelvis and legs are duplicated. So it's just multiple-legged yeah. g- uh, piglet. Yeah, I saw... Well, let me p- show you this thing, dude. It looks like a goddamn spider. I was going to say, I haven't seen the p- the pig. I saw a couple pictures of cows that had really, really messed up faces. I mean, I'm talking like... They don't look the best. No, they look gross. Now, with that being said, most of these animals did not live very long. But, uh, you know, there's some outliers. There's, there's ones that are stronger than others, and they kind of fight through it, and... They look really weird. They look a bit creepy. Yeah, you can... Uh, Here, wait a minute. i got to find this. You can actually see these if you decide to go on vacation to Chernobyl. They have a museum there, and they have yeah, the uh, remains and taxidermied remains of some of the mutated animals that uh, were not so lucky to survive. Um, yeah, a lot of them are born small, uh, extra appendages, weird faces, horrible lesions, uh... Yeah, it's gross. I uh, there is one. I'll talk about it in a little bit. There's, there's cows that actually give off radiated milk, and That's that fun. that picture of that pig looks like looks like calamari. <laughs> Doesn't it look like the love child of Charlotte and the Web? I yeah, a little bit. It looks, you know, or Charlotte and you know what is it, Babe? Babe the pig. Yeah, Babe. Charlotte's this, the spider. I think right. This monstrosity is that book incarnate. Yeah, it looks like uncooked, unbreaded calamari. Kind of looks like a puppy that was hit by a car. Yeah. Anyway, I'll put it up on Instagram. You'll all yeah. see it. And speaking of puppies, uh, the dogs of Chernobyl, that's a very if you're into dogs and stuff, it's a very interesting documentary they have out. Um, and it's really about how all the domesticated dogs that were left behind as, you know, the insanity ensued... Uh, they populated with each other and the local wolf population, and the offspring were extremely weird, radiated monster dogs. <laughs> Sounds badass. And they, I know it wasn't Which is like crazy because I know like uh, they had like a lot of soldiers go through and actually kill most of the pets. Oh yeah, they because did. They, they were just like we can't have these things fucking running around. But uh, yeah, they're ugh, it's it's wild. But it is wild. And I don't want you to think these are like Resident Evil dogs that can like you know break <laughs> into your house. Literal hellhounds like that's these not... things probably literally cannot move, and the minute they're born are dead because. Uh, one parent is a wolf, and the other one's a radiated chihuahua. 
So it's that doesn't augur well. No, it does not. But reproduction is a <laughs> it's a basket case over there at Chernobyl. Yeah. But that was most of that was just like from initial things. Now everything seems to be fine, aside from like some of the birds have like smaller than average brains. But they, you know, bird well, brains. I was gonna say bird brains is an insult. So hey, that's bird brains. It just kind of makes sense. Also, rodents aren't producing as as large a litters as they usually do. That's a win. And you know what? They're dying younger. Why are we? Why are we acting like that's not a win? Yeah. So that both those things are pretty cool. And uh, some plants exhibited dwarfism. Some exhibited uh, gigantism, and other ones took on an unnatural bioluminescence. That's cool. So that just sounds like fun. No, that's pretty cool. Right? Glowing plants, I like that. Yeah, but all right, yeah, let's get into some spooky shit. Oh yeah, this is the bread and butter right here. This is the fucking softball. Did you guys ever see a? Uh, uh, what was that movie? Rookie of the Year, that old baseball movie. I think so. Where they he throws the pitch to that guy, and he's just like licking his legs like. He's just looking at the balls that comes in like that's just that's how I feel about how you feel about this story. (laughs) I'm just licking my lips. Oh god! All right, we're gonna talk about the ghost in the sarcophagus. All right, sarcophagi, sarcophagi, monsterino, Pegasus. That's not it. Sarcophagus. All right, in 1997. No, I'm scared already. (laughs) Get Y2K coming up. But anyway, so in 1997, nuclear physicist uh, from New York, Andrei Karsukov, Karsukov, maybe. Let's say Karsukov. He visited the uh, power station of the number four reactor sarcophagus. It was around 7.30 uh, in the morning on that particular day. And Karsukov wanted to document the radiation levels of the location. However, he could not go inside, right? Because, you know, uh, radiation. Okay, yeah. So, he, uh, the door was open, and he began taking the levels of the equipment when he heard, fucking clear as day, an individual screaming for help from a fire. God! It's burning me! Help me! It hurts! Anyway, so he, he heard this, and he ran out to alert the, uh, the people in charge of the operation, you know. But when he did, uh, he was informed that when he entered the control room, he was the first person to open that door in three years. So you mean that guy that was on fire was in there for three years? <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> that oh, is hell. No wonder he was screaming for help. Damn right, dude. Not only that, but the door that he opened was uh, the only way into the area. And if someone were to sneak behind him and, like, you know, go in after him, uh, they would have set off an automatic alarm. Not to mention the door uh, can only be opened with a proper password and handprint. Oh, so that's well. fucking spooky. Yeah, that's just hearing scary. people talking about being burned, all these things. Later that night, uh, while having dinner outside of the building in view of uh, the plant, Karsakov and some colleagues witnessed a floodlight turn on inside the aforementioned control room. Ooh. They saw it. They saw it happen. And just as the group uh, came to the conclusion that there was probably some sort of power surge that caused it, the light flickered out. Oh, scary. So it's not a crazy long story, but that is very spooky. No, that is. I don't want to hear anyone calling for help no. uh, when they're in a fire. Especially if they're not living. Yeah, that would probably be... I'd be mortified if they were alive and screaming <laughs> just, for help. The, the air leaving their not, dead lungs. That sucks. Yeah, the fact that they're not alive is just somehow even more upsetting to me. But yeah, Karsakov had to hear that shit. And Good that's terrifying. Him. Yeah, not a fan. So that's that's the ghost in the sarcophagus. I like that, but yeah, I have, I have here for us, and we're gonna rapid fire. I got, there's a lot of weird little tidbits of facts that you're not gonna know about, and I like that. So this All is right. things for yeah. us. Just info. These are things. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? Are these things? These things. Wait, these are things. These. Okay. Ready things. All right. So we all are familiar. If you're familiar with Chernobyl, you know the image of the Ferris wheel. Am I correct in making that statement? Uh, me, just because I've been researching it like crazy for two weeks. <laughs> I didn't know about that before this. Oh, really? Yeah, see, that's always the image I have, just because whenever I've seen any video about it, it's always that. Like, yeah, that's like the B-roll. Abandoned theme park, never opened. Well, the story about that, it's it's very simple, but it's it's spooky in itself. Um, the Pripyat Amusement Park was supposed to open on May 1st of 1986, 
But five days before that, the plant Chernobyl. Happened. Yeah, so yeah. they it, it, it never it never opened. It didn't happen, probably. No, it never opened. But but on April twenty seventh of nineteen eighty six, for all the people that were still stuck in Pripyat and reeling with all the terrible nonsense that had just occurred, they turned the Ferris wheel on for them, and they got to go on it. <laughs> Thanks. So they got to relax. In no way is that just like spreading fucking radiation dust everywhere. So the the one time that the Ferris wheel was operated was April 27th of 1986, and it was never operated again, and it still stands there to this day as just nothing. It's an abandoned amusement park. If logic carries, it still works. Yeah. We should try it. You want to go there? No, I don't. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, also during this time, um, for you pro-lifers out there, plug your ears, because this one's going to be rough to listen to. 100,000 to 200,000 babies were aborted in the area immediately after Chernobyl. Probably good, right? Uh, That's probably well, a good thing. They, it, we refer to it now as radiophobia. Uh, you're not afraid of the radio, you're afraid of radioactivity. And it is extremely (laughs) prevalent in areas where something like this has just happened. So doctors were recommending pregnant women get abortions so that not only do their kids not have the horrible deformities, that the mothers don't suffer any complications because of that. Uh, Later, now we understand that uh, the World Health Organization has decided that the radiation levels were never actually high enough to affect unborn children in the area so it was mm. slightly unnecessary but the the exact number is not known but it's less than 200,000 and more than 100,000 abortions took place honestly we have too many people as it is yeah um but yeah so that happened how about that how about that jesus but yeah sort of sad so we got that then this one's kind of fun. I see. I like these. I'm, I like <laughs> yeah, these rapid fire because they're just right. facts for you to listen yeah. to. Uh, thousands of abortions. We need something else. Within now. a couple of years, uh, in the early early nineties, uh, somebody or a group of somebody's had snuck into the abandoned area of Pripyat. Yeah, I heard there's like a population of like young teenage boys who kind of romanticize it. Yeah, and what they did is they spray-painted shadow figures on all of the destroyed buildings. Ooh, what does that remind you of? Hiroshima. Hiroshima. But yeah, so they did that. That's just kind of a fun little thing, you know? <laughs> is that, that was the fun part? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's fun. It's just like this other <laughs> humanity fucking disaster. Yeah. Uh, now, this is interesting, because I'm not particularly sure how this works. But we we talked about the vegetation and how it it never really wavered. Like the, it had its issues, obviously. Yeah, I mean, like the right amount of radiation will kill, like plants, but they can take a lot of radiation without dying. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like I said, some of them were glowing, some of them were growing, some of them were shrinking. And I find it interesting because in Pripyat, um, most of the physical things, infrastructure, artifacts, vehicles. Uh, they're all deteriorated. Like by the year 2012, pretty much everything is just—it's just abandoned. It's rubble. It's just falling yeah. apart. But the vegetation never suffered from that. So you get this weird juxtaposition of very bright green plants. Yeah. Life uh, and just finds a way. Abandoned buildings, just decimated. Uh, there was actually a oil painting of Vladimir Lenin. Uh, in Pripyat that has now disintegrated and it is gone. Isn't that just poetic? Yeah, so it is gone, and everything is engulfed in vegetation. So that's kind of cool, I guess. beautiful. Nice. Um, Now this opens the door to some theories, because this next one, uh, they they blame it on tourists, but I don't particularly buy that. Well, based on the things that they warn against, I don't think the tourists are the brightest or uh, most well-meaning people. Tourists and or just weird random individuals have been, since 1986, have been going to the buildings and they've been placing dolls in windowsills and laying them on oh, beds. Yeah. I heard about that. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. They they want to blame the tourists, but I don't necessarily well, they think said, that's true. I saw something on this too, and a lot of the dolls, like they actually show them, like a lot of them look very new, like just very new looking dolls that they kind of place. Yeah, in very hanging. particular order. Some of them have like masks on and shit. It's very fun, very spooky. That's true. Now. It is, it's funny because we keep saying this exclusion zone, but I don't think we're really grasping what that is. So the exclusion zone, it's illegal to live here. It is against the law. Like, you will go to prison if you are caught living here because it's dangerous. It's radiation. Yeah. It's dangerous. In come Chernobyl's babushkas. Hell yeah, The group dude. of elderly women in their 70s and 80s that have decided, you know what, fuck you, we're moving back. This is where we're from. We're living here, damn it. Dude, some of them moved back, like, so early after it happened. Oh, yeah, they they started moving in in the 90s. Yeah, the dude, Babushkas. there's, like, 180 people that live there. Oh, yeah. And they're still there to this day, some of them. Uh, it's, just, it's just part of their life. They live in higher radiation. Uh, they say that they're used to it. Uh... There's really no yeah. particular adverse side effects. I know it, it's hard to say things like that in the world today because it's like, well, you know that's not good for you. It's like, yeah, it's not. Nothing's but good for you. I got sunburn the other day, you know what I mean? For these particular gr- grandmothers, uh, they're, they're, they're around, adapting well to it. <laughs> yeah, they're around to tell you that it's not really doing much. Yeah, like they're, they're absolutely fine. There's no problem. In no way are we advocating living there, but they seem fine. But yeah. also, I mean, like, uh, the, the Ukrainian, go- it's, it is illegal, but the Ukrainian government kind of just gave up, and they're just like, ultimately, like, yeah, just let them go live and die there in peace. Like, why not? Because a lot of the people, like, return because it's, like, their heritage. Like, yeah, it's like, like I'm my family's here lived anyway. here forever. I'm not just going to leave, you know? So yeah, cool. I, I, in a way, I get that. I'm not particularly a fan, but I do get that. Yeah. There was a documentary made about the babushkas, I think. Yeah, the yeah the babushka ladies the babushkas or the Chernobyl's of babushka. Chernobyl. Um, so okay, they have noticed that certain cows, their milk contains cesium one thirty seven, which is a radioactive isotope. And <laughs> that's fun. We're not particularly sure how it's not affecting the cow, but it is in their milk, so we don't quite get that. Well, they um, have little little calves that uh, that drink the milk and are affected, maybe? Maybe, yeah, that maybe. could be Who it. knows, or maybe they're just, like, keeping the cows away. Uh, I, I got two quick little ones here. Uh, birds and rodents have been coming down with tumors and eye cataracts since 1987. Hmm. And that that's is why their brains are smaller. That's very strange for birds and rodents to get tumors. Just saying. They're not a tumor animal. Then my personal, personal favorite. This is a very uplifting fact for you. <laughs> Last time you said something was good, it didn't. Scientists uh. <laughs> released an endangered horse species into the Pripyat area. Uh, that is called the Przewalski horses. Damn, that's a good name. Er, Przewalski? It's P-R-Z-E-W-A-L-S-K-I. Przewalski. I love it no matter Something how like you that. pronounce it. That's the, great. The Przewalski horse. Um, <laughs> Your persona. In 1998, they released them because there was only so many of them left, and they needed them to not be around people. So they were just like, well, this is one of the only places let's, we can put them. Let's give them to the radiation. And they survived. They they are... are they, they frolicking? They, yes. Are they thriving? They are wild horses. They're still alive. Their numbers are growing. Wow. It is a, a true comeback story for the Przewalski horse. Hell yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, so <laughs> if you couldn't tell... Wild horses. Chernobyl's a weird fucking place. It's got a lot of aspects. Yeah, no, of, it does. Uh, a lot of funny things going on there. Now, the initial thing wasn't very funny. But you know, it <laughs> no, kind of was. Is. Yeah, everything kind of has to be funny, doesn't it? Uh, but see, I don't have an issue with it because it's like I know it's not laugh out loud funny, but you gotta laugh at it a little bit. Yes, yeah, I mean you can't do anything. It's it, over. It happened. Yeah. We have to accept that Chernobyl was a disaster. It probably won't, at least to that capacity, won't happen again. Just because we've learned no, to yeah. never do that. Yeah, I've uh, I 
through researching still this week, I found out that they re- they still have the same kind of reactors in Russia. They just retrofitted them to be way safer. Yeah, but that that's good. That's I, good. I'll, I'll accept that's good. that. I, I'll accept that. Um, but yeah, I mean, is there is there anything else you have to add to this, Mr. Jake? No, I was just going to throw in the thing about the babushkas at the end there, but uh, you covered that. So nice. That's Chernobyl. Yeah, uh, that radiation is... in Russia. That's Ukraine a wonderful now. series on Chernobyl. Chernobyl. It's fun. It's uh, I enjoy doing this because it's very it's it's kind of off topic for us. It's not something we would typically do. Dude, this podcast for me is like school that I like. Yeah, you know, we just, yeah, a little we just bit. like what what should we learn about? Let's do this. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And you know what? We hope you guys learn stuff too. Yeah, and if you don't, I hope you have fun with us because we try to have fun with you. Yeah, so. or maybe we're just background noise for your work, and you don't listen. But you know, we make it easier. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Whatever, That's fine. whatever your situation is. But how's it going? With all that being said, that is effectively our episode for the week. Yeah, because we are starting a cult. That's great, up Jake. And you can follow us on all the shit. Yes, we have Facebook, you can. Instagram, Twitter. Again, Twitter is not very active. Maybe you uh, interact with it. Maybe we'll get it more active. Yeah. But right now, mainly the thing is uh, Instagram. We're also on YouTube. We're on fucking uh, Patreon. We're on Patreon. There's a link below. We're on all these things. We're and, all over uh, the webs. Yeah. We got a new Patreon episode coming at you this Tuesday. Yes, we do. It's going to be super sick and fucking amazing. You're going to not want to miss it. So there's a link below, but we are starting a cult. That was pretty much the spiel at the end that I give, right? Yeah, that was the yeah, Jake spiel. And that was Chernobyl. Chernobyl. We appreciate you guys listening. We love you. And we will talk to you guys again in a week's worth of time. Yeah, it's going to be Friday, but also Patreon episode on Tuesday. Yeah, you're right. All right. Goodbye. We're going to have one of those. We love you. Bye. 